The affordable housing crisis in Ghana and Angola's economy nearly stalls in quarter two. From over 1,100 cities and 133 countries, Care Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. There's an increasing number of young adults in Ghana opting to stay at home instead of moving out, with renting a new house costing 1,700 cities in the market, where the average monthly income is 1,280, many cannot afford decent shelter. Land prices in Ghana are priced in dollars, with developers gravitating towards high-end buildings, leaving a housing deficit of over a million units. From homelessness to inhabitable sharks, Ondir Oganga documents the challenges Ghanaians face with the booming real estate market. Rain in Africa is considered a blessing. It marks the beginning of the planting season for many farmers across the continent. However, it's also a dreaded time by many. In Accra, Ghana, rain marks the beginning of an uncomfortably wet season and cold season for many who do not have permanent shelter. Kofi, a resident of Accra, is one of them. His makeshift shack sits right opposite Platinum Place in Northridge. The structure comprises of cardboards and polythene bags. Kofi came to Accra to search for a job, but as fate would have it, stars would not align. The manual laborer who makes less than a dollar a day cannot afford rent. A day before, I had a place I was lodging. Money and rent was an issue. By then, I was in a kiosk at Circle and it got destroyed. When it was destroyed, I was hustling and I got this place myself and I said I would manage it. Then the community police crashed everything. Since then, I've relaxed because I don't have any money for rent. Rain and flooding is nothing new in Accra. Even those in up and standing structures have fallen victim and lost their belongings. Fati, a student in Accra, is no stranger to the flooding fate. Despite trying to block the rainwater from flowing into the house, the compound she lived in flooded. As such, her belongings were swept away and what was left was soaked beyond salvage. I've never seen anything like that. I've heard of floods and everything, but this was the first time I was experiencing it. I was experiencing it. Um, Myself, my 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 place was a chamber and hostel container. I mean, two rooms, a kitchen, and then a bathroom. Every everywhere was was flooded. The bedroom was flooded. My clothes, my shoes, my books, almost everything. My bed was soaked in the in the water. When you come to my uh, sitting room, my TV was submerged in the water. My sofa was gone. Everything, my carpet, I went to my kitchen, even food that I had stocked, everything was soaked in the water. Fatih is now looking to relocate to a new compound. However, the reality of housing in Accra is a hard slap on the face. The landlord expects two years of rent up front. Fatih cannot afford this on a student budget. The house agent, though sympathetic, can do very little. Uh, the house we are in is going for 1000 but the landlord reduced it like 900 and he's going for two years up front. Normally, three years ago, the chamber and all self-contained is 450, 500, but now it's 600, 700, 800, depend on the location. You see, Sarah Control and Dan Soman keep it down. That place is higher because 
they have it's a new building altogether, you see. Despite the average income of a Ghanaian being 1,280 cities a month, renting a new house costs at least 1,700 cities, forcing many into old and washed up buildings. Buying a house in Accra costs anywhere between 120,000 800 cities to a million cities. Further, the land prices have increased tenfold, with a square meter in airport residential selling for $800. Hassan Ayariga, a politician and real estate developer, says Ghana's real estate is overpriced and beyond reach for many Ghanaians. If where if you go out of this East Legon here around the Trazaco and all that places, there are a lot of houses that are empty and very soon it will crash. Why? Because they have built in a very expensive way and it's very difficult for people to buy. So all these buildings are lying idle. People can buy, people can rent. They are going for $3,000, $4,000 a month. What is the salary of the ordinary Ghanaian to be able to afford a $3,000 apartment? So what is happening? Is it that some people are not being monitored and they are taking vis-a-vis -vis everybody for granted? They build cheap and they want to sell outrageous. And we must begin to have value for money for the things we do. Government has to put up a price control system to be able to monitor what people do in this country, to guarantee the safety and the value for the money for the things we buy. Houses in Ghana are more expensive than houses in New York. Houses in Ghana are more expensive than houses in Washington. I tell you, a piece of land in Ghana, it can buy you a house in Washington. A piece of land here, in East Legon here, can buy a house in Atlanta. Not a land. A piece, the cost of a piece of land in Accra here can buy you a house in Atlanta, including the land. Data from the Africa Housing Report indicates that there is a housing deficit of 1.7 million units in Ghana. 60% of the working class need access to housing, with 30.4% living in slums. Despite the pressing need, there's a demand mismatch as developers have oversupplied the market with two-bedroom homes and undersupplied smaller units. The vacancy rates in affluent neighborhoods that developers gravitate towards, such as airport residential is 37%, cantonment 30%, and East Legon 15%. The CEO of Ghana Chamber of Construction, Emmanuel Cherry, attributes the demand mismatch to the cost of development. To address the pressing mass market housing needs, the government must work with developers to lower the cost of construction. There must be a allotted, a conscious allotted land banks that are dedicated for housing. And if that happens, we all know that this area is zoned for housing. And a developer can easily go to government. Government, I am interested. These are my term sheets. These are my portfolios. I have the requisite DC funding to be able to produce 50,000 housing per annum or hora view. And therefore, I need help. Government will tell you, I have a land here. Okay, the land I have, I'm bringing you electricity. I'm bringing you water. I'm constructing the roads networks to the land. So therefore, your responsibility is to make sure that give me the structures and then the cost. If that happened, the road cost, the road construction cost is being taken away from the private investor. Electricity cost is taken away. Water is taken away. 
other how do you call it, essential service, uh, utility services. All of those things have been taken by the government. In the meantime, affordable housing remains a far-fetched dream in Ghana. However, the dream is not unattainable as countries like Rwanda have successfully rolled out affordable housing projects for the masses. According to Rwanda Housing Authority, the government of Rwanda has earmarked 1,100 hectares of affordable housing units. So far, 1,692 houses have been built in Kigali and secondary cities through six projects, while 13 more projects are expected to provide 9,000 housing units are underway. Government of Rwanda gives also 30% grants to developers who are building houses that standard of affordable housing. So if I can just do a quick math, math and a house, a house that's not selling above $268 per square meter will benefit from uh, the 30% of the cost uh, to be able to, to absorb the, the, the cost of infrastructure, uh, the infrastructures that are associated with the housing development. The ever-growing success in Rwanda is not reflected in Ghana. Government's effort to roll out the Saglemi affordable housing project turned into a $200 billion scandal. The incomplete project, paid for by taxpayers' money, is embroiled in a court case and corruption allegation. The hassle and tussle means Ghanaians continue to lose out on decent affordable housing while paying for the White Elephant Project. And a quick look at the market. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. In Uganda, the month opened with the shilling trading at 3755-3765 levels. Limited activity on the demand side coupled with residual healthy monthly inflows led to its close Monday session a tad stronger at 3750-3760 levels. Overnight yields traded at averages of 10.44. Money markets were fairly liquid during Monday's session. Bank of Uganda is scheduled to hold a three-year and 20-year treasury bond auction on Wednesday, 4th of October. The Monetary Policy Committee meeting is scheduled for Thursday, 5th of October, 2023. And a quick trip around Africa, Angola's economy nearly stagnated in the second quarter of 2023 compared to the same period last year, following a 0.3% rise in the previous three-month period. The all-important oil sector contracted at a softer rate of 2.9% in quarter two after an 8.9% slump in the previous period. However, the extraction of diamonds and other mineral sectors experienced a significant decline at 21.1% in quarter one amid lower productions of diamonds coming in at 22.1% and salts at negative 52.9%, which together count for more than 90% of the sector's overall output. Additionally, output growth slowed markedly in transportation and storage, utilities and manufacturing. More positively, finance and insurance activity rebounded strongly, reflecting the increase in revenues from insurance companies as well as commercial banks. Also, post and telecommunications and fishing rose solidly. On a quarterly basis, GDP rose by 0.2%, reversing a 1.1% decline in quarter one. The Development Bank of Rwanda launched its inaugural sustainability-linked bond on the Rwanda Stock Exchange. The SLB supports uh, the Development Bank of Rwanda's commitment to mainstreaming environmental, social and governance for partner financial institutions, increasing women-led business loans and financing affordable housing. The bond aligns with Rwanda's sustainable economic development objectives. The SLB partially credit enhanced via a World Bank lending operation to the government of Rwanda through the access to finance for economic recovery and resilience projects 
project has a seven year maturity and is targeting 30 billion Rwandan francs or about $24.8 million. This offer, which will close on October 13th, 2023, is the initial issuance as part of the $124 million medium term note program. Following approval from the Capital Markets Authority, this bond issuance is both the first by a national development bank globally and in East Africa. Moreover, in contrast to many SLBs already issued globally, which have a step-up coupon, the SLB has an innovative step-down coupon. Such a structure focuses on incentivizing the borrower to set meaningful targets. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good morning, Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website, that is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial and you can find me at Withadong.